Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. This is Tim and Julie Harris, and we have a fantastic podcast for all of you today. It's how to reset your mindset. And before we get to the points that Julie has lovingly created for all mm-hmm. of you, <laughs> I want to thank all of you for the great five-star reviews over on iTunes. And if you've not yet done that, please do give us a five-star review on iTunes. And also, if you're listening on Spotify, we'd love to start dominating the charts over on Spotify as well. So help us do so by giving us a five-star review on iTunes and a five-star review on Spotify. But if you have to choose just one, do give us a five-star review on iTunes. We certainly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, obviously a few nice little notes would be encouraging as well. Uh, saying why you like the podcast. We sincerely appreciate you guys keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals, at least the United States. It's really been a great adventure for Julie and I over the last really many years uh, creating this podcast. It's had well over 20 million downloads, and it's not unusual for a podcast to have tens of thousands of you download and listen over the course of a week or two after the show is released. It's really a, you know, it's a, it's an honor to be part of all of your lives, and we sincerely appreciate the opportunity for, uh, for us, uh, for you to allow us to fulfill our life's mission, which is being of service to all of you. So please do give us a five-star review on iTunes and on Spotify. So Julie, why did you think that we needed to give these guys a podcast on mindset? Yes. Well, certainly it is a challenging market out there, isn't it? In lots of different ways. And, uh, you know, all the coaches come to me with, with these questions and, you know, agents are feeling challenged. They're feeling frustrated. It's tough to find inventory for some others. You're chasing listings. And then even when you get something in contract, there's still work to do. So we understand. Why do we understand? Because we actually walked in your shoes. Of course, we understand all of those issues. So how about resetting your mindset? It's also worth noting that we are going through, um, and it's, you know, I say this, I kind of laugh. I can't stop myself because it seems like we've been saying what I'm about to say forever because we basically have. But we are going through historic times. We really have been going through historic times since September 11th, if you want a reference point on that. And I kind of feel sorry for millennials, to be honest with you. Yes. Because they've grown up their entire lives with basically black swans sort of revisiting on a regular basis. If you guys aren't familiar with what the black swan, um, you know, what that is basically is black swans are incredibly rare. So if you see a black swan, that's something that's, you know, again, incredible rare, And some people believe it's going to be a sign that something good or something bad is going to happen. Uh, but when we were growing up, black swans were very rare. Very rarely did anything real, really change. Things were kind of consistent and rather boring. <laughs> and, I miss right. the, and I miss those days. I know. You know, any of you guys who are our age, uh, which many of you are looking at the demographics for the podcast, you'll remember those good old days in the 70s, the 80s and the 90s where nothing really changed. But now that certainly is different. And I, I have to say, guys, it is normal and it's natural for some of you to be feeling abnormally stressed because what we're experiencing now with a combination of you know interest rates, inflation, uh, lack of housing demand, or rather not demand, but lack of housing supply, and some of the other things we talk about on a regular pod, uh, regularly on this podcast, yeah, you're going to feel it. You're going to psychologically have to work through your emotions so that you can move forward and be successful because of this market. Because this is the thing, and I know this is a little bit contrarian, but being contrarian in a market like this is a great idea. 
the greatest fortunes of man and woman, obviously, have been made during the greatest times of change. And we're going through one of these change periods now. So with all this inflation, all the other things that are happening in the economy on a whole, what comes out on the other side is going to be something that, historically speaking, is going to be magnificent compared to what was. We just have to make sure that we're there and we're part of it. Don't get stuck in the past, and that's something that's really important. And this is easy to do, especially you get older. You stop moving forward. You decide to become complacent. You start you know, building walls around yourself. You start limiting your potential. You start believing that you can't still make this uh, your life uh, something absolutely positively magnificent. You stop setting goals, let alone trying to accomplish them. And that really creeps into people's lives sometimes when they're in their mid-30s. So you gotta be you gotta be really monitoring that and no, don't be overwhelmed by the fact that nobody really knows what direction the economy is going. Because here's the really amazing thing that you've all done. It doesn't matter for the sake of your housing, uh, for your um, livelihood, assuming you're full time in housing. Because the reality of it is, is no matter which direction interest rates go and housing supply and politics and all this other stuff, it doesn't really matter because people always need to buy and sell real estate. I looked at a graph this morning. I told you about it. I didn't Mm -hmm. show it to you. For the last 40 years, what interest rates have done, and interest rates have almost always been near double digits for the last 40 years, since like 1973 or something. Mm -hmm. And if you look at uh, the really the last maybe 10 years, they've been lower than 5% on average. So housing demand has been very consistent. The thing that's different now than was different than the last 40 years is demographics. The demographics are just obviously, if you guys don't know about this, there's a great book by Harry S. Denton that was written back in the 90s, frankly, that was um, for, in our formidable years of selling real estate uh, called The Great Boom Ahead. You should definitely consider listening or reading that book. But the number of baby boomers that are going to be transacting, the number of millennials that are going to be transacting, wanting to buy or sell real estate is is extraordinary at historic levels. So even if rates go up, even if the economy goes this way or that way, or politics go this way or that way, or if Elon Musk decides to buy uh, you know, Facebook, who knows what's going to happen next, right? It doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, people always need to buy and sell real estate, and they always will need to buy and sell real estate. You just need to make it so that they're using you in your local market. Does that make sense, Julie? It does. Sometimes I think about how in our early years of selling, it was kind of like ignorance was bliss because we didn't really know that there was high interest rates, low interest rates of so the market is good the market is bad because all of our transactions probably are at least our first hundred transactions if you think back to those clients in our first year in our first year they they were all like they wanted a bigger house they wanted a different neighborhood they wanted better schools they wanted a smaller house they were getting transferred you know they were all like totally normal reasons and we didn't know any different we just knew that you needed to talk to more people to do more transactions and to learn some skills to do it at a higher level more quickly and we thrived it's not like we made our own economy well, totally. And that's where we learned to focus on sellers. Uh, we did have a great broker, Rory. Yes. Rory Averill was fantastic. And he told us to focus on sellers. Didn't really tell us why. No. <laughs> but we were, you know, we were totally, we were, we were very coachable our first year. He said, our, well, okay. Okay, yeah. And then, well, what are we supposed to do? And I think he maybe threw some scripts at us that he found someplace. It was, yeah. we had no real coaching and training, but here's what we did know. We knew that if a seller has to sell or a seller has a sign in the yard that says, you know, come sell me uh, for sale by owner, uh, that's probably a good indication that's going to be a transaction, if not two or three or 10, right? Um, and then also we later then learned uh, to go after expireds. And then we learned about notice defaults. We learned about- um, How to work open houses. Oh, well, I mean, all the different lead sources. It's, it's, yeah, open houses are a great source of leads. So there's so many different ways that you can make uh, money and help people in a market like this because of this market. The thing you're going to have to move past is your your reliance or your 
I'm not going to say reliance. It's almost like your uh, expectation uh, that social is going to basically get the uh, you know the job done for you because it's not. The passive lead generation stuff is really going to suffer in a marketplace like this. You're going to have to learn to be proactive and develop skills. So what we're going to do on today's podcast, we're going to try to do this in a one-show podcast, which I think we can. We have time. Mm-hmm. Is we're going to work through uh, a process that we help with our coaching clients. Uh, the exact step-by-step, I think it's four questions, right? Mm-hmm. That's, That's going to help you work through your mindset to really get your head straight. And this is something, again, we've done podcasts about this before. We always refer back to this because it is so flippin' powerful, a real way to clear out the closet and the cobwebs. So, Julia, without any further delay? Yes. Yeah, so this is how to reset your mindset. And this is a technique that you can memorize the four simple questions to reset your mindset and use it in many different circumstances in your real estate life and in your regular life at large. So all of the suffering that goes on inside our minds is not reality, says the author Byron Katie. It's just a story that we torture ourselves with. And she has a simple, completely replicable system for freeing yourself of the thought thoughts that make you suffer. Uh, quote, all war begins on paper, she explains. You write down your stressful thoughts and then you ask yourself the following four questions. And we'll get to those after you do that. So let's give them an exact way to uh, do this correctly. Sure. Um, so this combines, and those of you who are in our coaching program, you will fam- be familiar with the brain dump is where, you know, it's a terrible name, but that's what it is. Yeah. You basically grab a bunch of paper and you write down everything that's in your head and you run those things through your head. This is kind of a way to clear your head of the, the to-dos that are running forever in your mind. But also you're going to find a lot of things in your head are also negative thoughts. So you're going to go through your head and once you write these things down and you bring them out of your subconscious mind or even your conscious mind, you're going to start to feel with everything you write down a little bit lightened. You're going to feel a little bit liberated from the negative thought and the energy that that was, you know, essentially associated with that. So the key is to do a brain dump first. So write down everything that's in your head. So when you're going through this and you're saying, well, how do I apply it? You can apply it on a, you know, essentially a, a thought by thought basis with the four steps Julie's about to take you through. Or you can, of course, apply it. And this is the way I would suggest you do it. Write down all your negative thoughts and keep writing until you're completely out of negative thoughts. If you only, only write down five or six negative thoughts, you're not being honest. Keep on going and writing them all down. Dump it out. Dump everything. And then go back and ask yourself these four questions. So you can read that. Okay, so here's the thing. Before we get to those four questions, you're sharpening your pencils and getting ready. Many agents, all of you guys listening, we know that you're worried about the housing market. We get it. Inflation, interest rates, available homes for sale. That requires a new approach. So start here. If you want to get your head right, after all, this is about mindset today, stop listening, reading, and associating with any negative influences. And that especially includes negative people. Next, purge your, from your life anything related to the media, media-free mornings, for example, and set your mindset free. So yes, there is a market shift happening, and yes, you can thrive, but you do need an updated, newly updated business and lead generation plan, and we have that for you. Best part, your coaching session has no cost to you, so what should they do to get their coaching session? Is so, it join? Yeah, text JOIN to 47372. When you do, you can choose the day and time of your free coaching session. On your coaching session, they're going to help you get started in the real estate treasure map, but also tell you more about Premier Coaching, which is the next natural step for all of you who are ready to scale up your real estate uh, business in this market, really any market. Our coaching program has been proven to work in all market conditions and in all interest rate environments. 
Um, we've always updated. We're updating it now. Actually, there's a, a huge product update that's about mm-hmm. to be released. I'm hoping the second week in May, if not first. Yep. We'll have to see. We will see. Yeah. But anyway, so text the word JOIN to 47372. Text the word JOIN, J-O-I-N, to 47372. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link. And you can choose the day and time of your free coaching session with one of our new member coaches. The point of this is you're going to feel a sense of relief knowing that you're taking proactive actions now to move past the malaise that is a essentially everywhere, not just in housing, but everywhere. Everyone's sort of fearful because no one knows what's going to happen next and no one is really offering any clear sense of direction. Well, the reason is, is because this has never happened before. What we're experiencing right now, globally and certainly in the economy, these this is uncharted territories. All these things happening simultaneously never happened before. So don't worry about the fact that no one's able to give you a clear sense of direction. You have to create your own clear sense of direction and Frankly, the best way for you to do that is focus on becoming the best version of yourself as a real estate professional. So text the word JOIN, J-O-I-N, to 47372, and you choose the day and time of your free coaching call. Text the word JOIN to 47372. Remember, message and data rates may apply. All right, now let's go through this process, Julie. Now, I'm going to think of a – let's give them an example, right? Let's Actually, you present this like you normally do, and then we'll go back and we'll test it with an example. And I've got one fresh off of a coaching call. Okay, perfect. Good. <laughs> and I did this like an hour ago, and I I didn't realize – I've done it so many times that I didn't realize I was doing it. So the person who with the chill recognized it. Okay. So these are, there are four questions, so get ready with your typing fingers or your pen and ink. Question number one. This is when you have a mindset challenge and you have a particular belief that's hanging you up. Question number one, is it true? This question can change your life. So be still and ask yourself if the thought you wrote down – is true. Now, in this case, from this particular coaching call, uh, two days ago, we were excited about a, Let's go through the these questions first. first. Let, yeah, let's go okay, through the questions. That, they, that way they can write this okay, down. Then we'll, give them, then we'll take them through a we'll couple rewind then. normal okay. agent thoughts and we'll break them. And there are yeah, many. Exactly. Okay, so yeah. is it true? Uh, be still. Ask yourself if you are sure it's true. Okay, so then question number two, can you absolutely know that it's true? Like without a shadow of a doubt. This is another opportunity to open your mind and go deeper into the unknown to find the answers that live beneath what you think that you already know. Can you be absolutely positive that your belief is true? Question number three, how do you react or what happens to your mindset or to your actions when you're believing that thought is true? So with this question, you begin to notice internal cause and effect. You can see that when you believe the thought, There's a disturbance that can range from mild discomfort to fear, panic, or complacency. What do you feel? How do you treat the person or the situation that you've written about? How do you treat yourself when you believe that thought? And make a list and be specific. Again, we warned you, you're going to be writing stuff down. So question number four, here's where it gets interesting. Who would you be without that thought? Imagine yourself in the presence of that person or that situation without believing that thought. How would your life be different If you didn't have the ability to even think that stressful thought, how would you feel? Which do you prefer, life with or without that thought or belief? Which feels kinder, more peaceful, or more like your true self? All right, let's roll into an example. And this is from a coaching call I think you had with someone named Sue. Yes, this is is an easy one that I think they all can relate to. So uh, I think a couple days ago, Sue set two, not one, but two pre-qualified listing appointments. And we celebrated together in text. Woohoo, good job, right? And so, of course, her coaching call is coming up, so I'm following up. One of them, of course, she's already gone on. It, should, it went well. Everything is good. The other one, her belief is that that person ghosted her. So what happened? The person 
called to, they said they had a family emergency and they re, they wanted to reschedule. They have yet to reschedule. Her belief is they're ghosting her. Okay. So can you absolutely know it's true? Well, not necessarily. They said it was a family emergency. So ghosting meaning that they've lost interest in listing with her and her mind, well, I mean, have you, disappeared. If, if you guys have been in real estate for long enough, your brain starts thinking of it. Well, maybe they found out they, you know, her, she's probably telling herself, maybe they decided they don't like her. They maybe, you know, maybe listed with their neighbor who just got their real estate license. They're going to be a FISBO. They're going to be a FISBO. So her brain is starting yeah. to fill, fill with all these things other than the fact that they told her that they had a family emergency. Right. So is it absolutely true? That's question number two. Well, I don't think that we can say it's absolutely true that they're disappearing on her or not going to list with her. But here's question number three. How do you react? What happens to your mindset and your actions when you believe that thought. Well, I can tell you what happened to Sue that all of you guys can relate to. She had some other stuff happen and this happening made all that seem worse. And then she got frustrated and she's like, why am I even beating myself up with this business? And it started to spiral into this negativity. So how did she react? Well, it brought her mindset down. It made her feel very frustrated and overwhelmed. So here's the question number four. Who would you be without the thought? And this is what I presented to her. Maybe it was a family emergency. We don't know, right? What stories are you telling yourself about this? Maybe they're on a cruise. Maybe they have COVID. We don't know. And so what happens so many times in real estate, especially when a prospect or a client kind of disappears on you, is you start making up these stories in your head. And yet, what's question number two? Can you absolutely know it's true? You don't have any evidence until you do. So let's give a different example. Sure. And then we'll make this a little less technical and I think a little less detailed than absolutely. what you just gave. Yep. So a lot of people will think that they're not smart enough, they're too smart, not educated enough, too educated, that they're too old, they're too young, they're too fat, they're too skinny, yep. they're too tall, they're too short, mm -hmm. you know, something like that, right? So let's just take one that we hear. Um, again, I, this is one that I think people start thinking and they don't realize they're actually thinking it. And I see this a lot, again, when people are about usually late 30s, early 40s, and definitely they can start – it. it, it it, what would I say? It rises from the subconscious mind and starts becoming a new conscious thought yep. that maybe their best days are behind them. And that usually you can sense that when you talk to men or women in their mid-40s, right? And it's very rare, it's very rare mm -hmm. that someone's able to move past that thought opposed to just sort of settling you know, complacently into um, more of a, I think, a lower energy level and they stop setting goals. They stop really trying to reinvent themselves and they just sort of grow old slowly because everyone else, will, you guys get the point? Because they're stuck believing it's true. Right. So culturally, and this is definitely true, that um, society starts to essentially discount you the older you get. So let's just be honest. That is true. So the older you get, uh, it is more difficult to essentially accomplished significant things. But with that said, there's the history is full of people that have accomplished many magnificent things in their 60s and their 70s and their 80s. Uh, people have, you know, what was it? Warren Buffett made 90% of us all of all of his wealth after the age of 60. There's just dozens of examples mm -hmm. in just the past really 30 years of people that have accomplished amazing things. I'm not going to use politics as an example, but it does seem like every single politician we have running the country right now is about 80. I'm not sure if that's a good <laughs> or a bad thing. It's not their thing. first rodeo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But still, it's, I think it's encouraging. <laughs> sure. Whether, you know, not being political, but knowing that people are still um, – you, you don't Engaged. have – Right. You don't have to decide to just kick your feet up on the rocking chair when you hit a certain age just because that's the culture you're from or that's what you're writing yourself off to believe the society is expecting from you. So here's an interesting thought. All of you – 
no matter how old you are, you still have desires, still things you want to accomplish in life because that's how God made us. God made us to want to be explorers. God made us to like, here's an interesting thought Julie and I had the other day when we were on one of our epic long walks is we were talking about materialism and everyone is, well, not say everyone, but materialism as a word is a, has bad connotation, doesn't it? Right. If I say materialism, don't you guys automatically have your heads full of, well, that's somehow something that I'm supposed to be better than. That's not a very spiritual way of being materialistic and blah, blah, blah. But here's a here's a fascinating little thought for you. Materialism or the wanting to buy newer, improved things is part of being human because we are creators. We are people. We are um, an animal, basically that is always constantly looking to improve. If you see something, your mind is always looking for ways to make it better. That is how you are designed innately. And so to be in conflict with that or to try to label it as some sort of, um, I don't even know how to say it. It's basically a socialistic perspective on Mm -hmm. life, really. It's a communal perspective Mm -hmm. on life. Materialism to the point where it essentially occupies all your thoughts and your energies. That doesn't make much sense. But I have to tell you right now, I guarantee you Elon Musk is uh, materialistic. And thank God he is. Otherwise, we wouldn't be uh, about to occupy Mars. Right. You know, (laughs) you guys get the point. So there's nothing wrong. you got to be monitoring all these types of thoughts that you have. So if if you're at a certain age where you are saying, you know what, maybe my best days are all behind me. That's true if you choose for it to be true. Or you can decide to start setting your goals again. Or you can decide to remember that as long as you wake up and you're looking at the green side of the grass, it's a magnificent day. Make the most of your life. What's the downside? It's going to require some effort. So let's go through these questions, and Julie's going to take you through it. So let's just say, as you're listening to me talk, you're saying, you know what, maybe – Maybe Tim's right. Maybe I am thinking, if not thinking, I'm acting like I'm too old to actually accomplish any of my goals. And now I'm going to stop remembering what my goals were, stop setting new goals. So am I too old? Question number one. Well, so is it true? Well, I mean, I've been believing it's true for a long time. Maybe question two is where I need to go. Can you absolutely know it's true? Well, gosh, I can't absolutely declare that it's true. Maybe I need to think about this and go a little bit deeper how am I acting that I've been believing that that train has left the tracks? That, Let's level off there. Yeah. So if you're in real estate for the first time, you just got your real estate license, and let's say you're 65 years old, are you too old to be successful in real estate? Hell no, because you actually have an advantage because everyone's going to assume you've been in real estate all your life. And by the way, if you've been in real estate as in owning homes in one form or another, you have been in real estate all your life. There's never too old or there's never too young. Julie and I, in our first uh, year in business, first full year in business in our early uh, 20s, we sold over 100 homes. We Look, we definitely looked like we were too young, but people didn't care because, you know, we were actually working on being professional. We we're urgent with our lead follow-up. We we're constantly learning. We are putting them first. We are, you know, without really knowing it, we're in our formidable years, but we are following the same things that became the fundamentals of our best-selling book, Harris Rules, mm-hmm. right? Always being customer-focused, always being focused on what's best for the person you're trying to serve. That's really ultimately what matters. So can are you too old to be successful? Really, are you too old to do the things in life you want to – look, maybe you're past the point where you want to start accumulating things, but maybe you want to leave a legacy. Well, that's something you could be focusing on too with your efforts. You're never too old. That's just the bottom line. As long as you're breathing, you're never too old. And real estate doesn't really require any heavy lifting. No one's asking you to dig a ditch. 
So physical uh, impairments or limitations should not stymie your desire to be successful in real estate. And the same goes true with being too young. And frankly, right now, being young in real estate is going to be an advantage in a lot of ways because so many other people who are in real estate or rather who are buying and selling real estate, uh, they're also going to be a similar demographic. Yeah, even if your you're sphere. When Julie and I were selling real estate in our early 20s, we weren't. there were not a big mess of people our age that were also basically buying and selling real estate. It was completely different because we're Generation X. So we're in between the millennials and in between the baby boomers. So we were selling mostly, frankly, to baby boomers. That's who we were selling houses yeah, to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We did have a lot of downsizing clients. And we, had a lot of, we started to have a lot of first-time buyers once our peers got their act together mm -hmm. later on. But yeah, it is different because there's only like, you know, five people in Generation X. <laughs> That's know, right. You, me, and Elon. But yeah, anyway. exactly. Um, yeah, but look at the, we're kicking some ass, aren't we? right? <laughs> oh, and Ricky Martin. He's our age, too. That's true. Okay, so um, question number four. Here's the exciting part. Let's say that you now are examining, okay, I've been believing I'm too old or too young, but I'm open because I realize who I become believing that. Well, who would you believe if you didn't have that thought, who would you what be? If, who if would you, you be? How would you be different? How would your actions be different? How would you feel differently if you just let go of that? So let's stop there. Yep. Another, you know, this is a way of, let's just use the example of being uh, like feeling like you're too old. So by you believing that you're too old, what does that actually, how does that manifest? How does that actually show in your life? Well, I'm guessing you don't do a hell of a lot with your life. I'm guessing you don't take care of yourself. I'm guessing maybe you drink too much. I'm guessing that you don't read new books or you're not trying to expand your thinking. There's all these unintended consequences of every single decision that you make. And by believing you're too old or and stop setting goals. So if you don't, like, I don't believe I'm too old. Okay, well, are you setting new goals? Are you trying to make your body better? Are you working on your, you know, other, your real estate skills, for example, to keep it practical? What are you actually doing? If you're not doing any of those things, maybe it's because you're starting to give up. You're starting to be lulled into complacency and you start, you're not setting big goals anymore. Why aren't you setting big goals? Why aren't you thinking about doing that world uh, you know, cruise that you talked about? Why aren't you thinking about buying that house in the lake? Why did you stop? Why did you give yourself a break? Did someone say that you couldn't? Nobody did. You're just starting to uh, subconsciously at first, and then it becomes pernicious. It starts to become unconscious, and it starts becoming your lifestyle just to be the person whose best days are behind them. Why? So if you didn't have that thought, who would you be? Who would you, what would you act like? What would you feel like? What would you look like? You know, what would you sound like? You'd be completely different, wouldn't you? So these little tiny thoughts that allowed to, you're allowing to creep in your mind, they're going to not just for you, they're not just harmful to you, but they're harmful to everyone around you. So what you could do, sticking with the too old thing, and then let's go with, I, um, the list, let's use listing agent as an example next. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. You are uh, being a little bit, I'm, this is an extreme word, but it is kind of true. You're being a little bit, well, selfish, but also a little bit evil by not actually pursuing what you could or be creating and manifesting what you could be uh, because you're believing that you're too old. You're not setting the example you could have otherwise be setting for not just your friends and your family and your neighbors, but the next generation to come. Your legacy could be the person that hit hard reset at age, whatever the hell the age is that you're thinking you're too old, and completely just is something magnificent with the rest of their lives. You could be that person. There are plenty of examples of people that are like that. They're just not going to be found on MSNBC or Fox News or reading things that yeah. basically pull down your mindset. You guys get it? And it is a decision that you have to make. It totally. is something that's in your control. It's not going to just happen to you. 
There's not going to be some magic day where you wake up and all of a sudden you're this other person. You've got to think about it and own it. Yes, physically, when you get older, you don't have as much energy, but there's things you can do to improve your energy. There's lots of, you know, we've done podcasts on this, but um, have your hormones checked. If you're a man, you know, have your testosterone level checked. Lose some weight, drink more water, get more sleep, cut the booze. There's a lot of things that you already know maybe the hormonal thing aside, but you already know you can be doing to really get more out of life. That is your purpose on this planet. While you're here is to get the most out of life for the sake of obviously your own uh, betterment, but also setting an example for the rest of uh, everyone around you. You have more people paying attention to you than you can possibly imagine. All right, let's give one more example, okay? So let's talk about your belief about being a listing agent. Right. Because many of you Yes, maybe you've taken some listings, but if we're being honest, maybe that was a little bit of luck and hopium from past clients and referrals, and good for you for having that. That's great. But are you really primarily a listing agent? So here are all the types of ways that um, you guys talk yourselves out of focusing primarily on being a listing agent. There's not enough inventory. I was told by whomever that you have to work with a bunch of buyers before you can work with sellers. I was told to join a team and basically take all their you know crappy, dubious buyer leads and then you know, ruin my life driving around every night and weekend trying to sell a house to somebody you know who's never going to buy anything because they weren't that motivated to begin with. I was told that I have to pass through all these fires of Modor, Lord of the Rings uh, fans, you know what I'm talking about, before I'm actually allowed to be uh, allowed to be a listing agent. Somehow, something magically is going to arrive. Someone's going to touch you on the shoulder and say, Bob, it is now your time to be a listing agent. You guys get it? You make it too difficult. And by thinking that you can't be a listing agent or thinking that you have to work your way up and that it's, it's the same BS that's been told to real estate agents forever. You have to work with a bunch of buyers. And when those buyers are ready to actually move up or down or whatever, they're then going to put their houses for sale. And that's where you become a listing agent. Why the hell would you wait for that to happen? Why don't you instead learn how to be a listing agent the second the ink is dry in your real estate license? And for those of you who have basically sort of just fallen into listings using Julie's example from earlier on, and you've always, you know, obviously uh, the only real leverage in real estate is being a listing agent and you want to focus all your best energies on that. Learn the skills to be a proactive lead generator. It's not that difficult and it's not going to take you that much time. And you know, ultimately that's going to give you what you truly want, which is freedom. So yes. Well, so how are you acting? How do you react? Because you believe that, that you're always going to be dependent on buyers. You're not a proactive listing generator. How is your life different? Well, guess what, buyer's agents? I think you're pretty clear on how much you're banging your heads into the wall most of the time, you know, especially when it's a hot seller's market, which it's probably going to be for quite some time. Years, and especially when buyer's agent commissions are falling everywhere, especially when buyers are going to be the first ones that always are the first ones to take themselves out of the market because of market, you know, fluctuations, interest rates. It's not getting easier. No, it's getting a hell of a lot harder. And there's a little thing that's happening right now, and we're going to talk about this more in the podcast. We've talked about it before, where there's some you know legal things that are amok that might actually make it so. And we've been warning you guys about this for years. Yes, we have. Listen to past podcasts that right now you get into the real estate business and you believe uh, that a buyer agent commission is an entitlement to the transaction. In other words, you bring the buyer to the transaction and that's going to pay you a buyer's agent commission. Well, guess what? United States, Canada are the only two countries in the world where it works that way. Everybody else in the in the on planet Earth, there is no buyer agent commission. If you want if your buyer wants to pay you something, they either essentially negotiate it through the transaction or they have to pay it out of pocket. What happens? Buyer's agents. If that becomes the reality in the United States, 
What happens if so this big buyer agent thing? It's only been going on since the late, late 90s when the ABR came around, accredited buyer representative, and all these other types of things, right? That's what happened is that there's been a whole several generations of agents that have gotten into the business thinking they can just basically work with buyers forever. All the while, it's becoming harder and harder and harder. And now it actually might become something that's not even going to be available anymore. So buyers agents out there who've worked with buyers because it, let's be honest, hasn't required the same, right, easier doesn't require the same skill set as being a listing agent those your days may be numbered and we are monitoring what's happening with regards to this difficult you know legal things many builders have said no commission for you and i think 90 percent sure it was lennar which is a huge builder they say, came out and said 2500 20, okay so that if you bring your buyer to new construction you do not automatically get any commission now, they started out by saying, you have to accompany them, you have to register them, blah, blah, blah. And now, because the market is so hot and there's not enough inventory, builders are not stupid, they're going to keep the profit. And they said, some builders have said, we're not paying any commission. I, I think it was Lennar, who builds a ton of properties in the Midwest and the South, mostly. They said, we don't care what the sale price is. It is a flat fee, $2,500 commission. Doesn't matter if it's $550 or $250. That's all you're getting. So feel the fear that you are starting to manifest if you're prominently a buyer's agent. You should be feeling that fear because it is still time for you to become a listing agent. And you really must become a listing agent because if you now think you're going to, um, even let's say the legal stuff, the cloud's clear, the downward pressures on buyer agents commission by themselves. And Julie gave an example where builders are going to stop paying buyers agents commissions. That's not going to significantly change anytime soon. Are you going to be able to go to a buyer and are you going to be able to explain to that buyer why not only they're going to have to pay the purchase price of the house, but your 3% on top of the purchase price that, or whatever your commission is, that's not going to happen, is it? So buyers agents on a whole, that segment of the real estate industry You've got to be really paying attention as to whether or not that's even viable going forward. Become a listing agent. So question number four, who are you when you lose the thought that I'll never be a powerful listing agent? What if you change that and turn that around that, you know what, I am going to actively work on becoming a listing agent who can go out there competitively, list whatever I feel like in whatever market, in whatever price range. Who do you become then? Okay, now I'm nervous because now I've got to own that. And how are you going to get help to make sure that you actually do that? Or are you going to make the decision to con continue to believe that you are just going to work with buyers the rest of your life? And how does that make you feel? And I've got to leave you with that thought because I've got to run. Well, I'll wrap yes. it up, Julie, and you can help me wrap it up, actually. So, guys, here's your call to action right now, absolutely positively. Get on a call with one of our new member coaches. Get your real estate treasure map done, your lead generation plan done, and obviously you want to learn about becoming a listing agent as part of our premier coaching program. Text the word JOIN, J-O-I-N, to 47372. We, there's three coaches. They've set aside time in their schedules. Um, usually we're booking a day in advance, maybe two days in advance for, with these free coaching calls. So please don't wait on this. Coach, uh, text the word JOIN, J-O-I-N, to 47372, J-O-I-N, to 47372. You choose your day. You choose your time of for your free coaching call. And you can then obviously have a plan that's going to get you moving forward because of this market. So guys, thank you for continuing to make this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Please do give us a five-star review on iTunes and on Spotify. You have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.